Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. I am here today with my dear friend, Amy Cervantes, and I'm stoked to have a conversation about things that may be tremendously uncomfortable for some people. And if you're anything like me at some point in your journey, it was like, oh my gosh, there's so much curiosity. I don't know what this is or what this means or what it's a whole new world, a whole new language potentially. And then it just for myself and my own journey becomes so comfortable and I am even more curious and I have even more respect and gratitude. And I did a video last night of just documenting my own personal journey and the amount of synchronicities that happened just yesterday from divine, from guidance, from spirit, from so much. Um, so Amy, I am going to have you go ahead and introduce yourself. I cannot thank you enough for your time, for being here. I'm so excited to share you with the world. And then we're going to have in a couple weeks, um, you and your partner, Michelle on to talk about the angel K project, which is a whole nother beautiful organization and creation in the world. So, um, who are you and what are you up to? Well, hi, Jen. Thanks for having me. My name's Amy Cervantes, like she said, and I am a medium. Me and my wife have been, well, I've been a medium for about 20 years, but we've been a business for about 15 years. It's interesting work. My story is a little interesting, so I think that's why people like to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you do a lot more than that. And it is, that is the, the one, one piece of a massive gift that you have that we get to talk about today. So thank you for your openness to sharing. And I don't know how many years ago we met, but we were in the mountains at a super sweet place. And I got to hear part of your story and your journey of what was happening for you in your life. And I've heard it from many different people in different ways. And I really, one of the main reasons I put this podcast together is so that we can start to listen, right? Like what are, who are we listening to? What are we listening to? How do we tap into our ourselves more? How do we tap into that intuition or those hits or the emotional, whatever that's happening or occurring? Someone was saying today, um, in clarity circle, we have an entrepreneurial circle that meets in person in Denver and another one online. But one of the women today was sharing that they adopted or sponsored some um, kids in Ireland and they were just for the first time. It's her first time out of the country in her whole life. She grew up in Colorado and first time out of the country. And she's 
been on the planet for some time, right? I don't know. I have no idea how old she is. Um, and it was just, I had complete chills go through my body. And so what are those signs and how, like when you hear something, when you're paying attention to a portion of our journey, our walk in this life, how do we begin to pay attention to our senses that we have, that we've been gifted and given as being these spirits in these human bodies and human experiences. And um, so I love having this conversation with you. Love having this conversation with so many people because it makes people uncomfortable and just to lay the land for everyone. This is the week of Halloween, which has so many different meanings and so many different places on the planet. And my main amazing assistant who's helping me with everything in business these days was like, what could we do that would be like maybe a little spooky? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. No idea. I was like, oh. But maybe I could get Amy to come on and have a conversation <laughs> about spirit, right? Like, I don't know. Oh, and go. it's kind of interesting because I also used to have fear when I was a little kid. So we can talk about all kinds of stuff today, but this is just coming oh, yeah. through of like, I used to have a fear of going to the cemetery or what are like these games or something that people play in the car? Our family never did it. I don't think so. I just picked these things up from other people of like, hold your breath as soon as you get to a cemetery and trying to drive like all the way past it. Not quite sure. Is that like not supposed to pick up spirits? I don't like, I don't get it, but so much fun. And, um, hope that would work. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to try it now. (laughs) And I've had other people share, like walking into hospitals, you can pick up entities and different things. I know many people experience similar things in their homes, right? With Mm -hmm. spirit that might not be wanting to leave or um, all kinds of different stuff. So this is just so much fun because it's unknown territory to me. It's not something that I, um, I don't connect as a medium, right? It's not my... um, potential, like biggest gift on the planet these days. And so, but it is yours. And so I guess maybe start with, um, whatever's coming up for you, but I also have a curiosity just for those who are maybe hearing this for the first time, what's the difference between a medium? What is a medium? What, and then maybe what is the difference between a medium, a psychic, some of the other terms that are out there for people that connect? Um, I guess for me, a medium is somebody that just speaks to spirit and um, if they can speak to angels and things too, that's always good. Um, it just depends on how they're speaking to them because there's all different kinds of mediums. Um, and then as far as psychics and I wish, I wish these spirits would tell me the next lottery number, but they just don't, they know that that's not my mission or my, my path. So that's all right. It's okay. But <laughs> But no, I am not a psychic. Um, I don't consider myself a psychic. Um, and and so, what do you think a psychic is? Or um, From what I'm told or what I've been told is that more psychic stuff is like somebody that would or more um, knowledge of what's about to happen or what's going to happen. I guess I kind of know that stuff, but it's not the same to me. I would rather be called a medium, but actually I'm... Mostly I like to be called a translator because I feel like nobody else can see them or hear them. And since I can, I get to translate what they're saying to the person that I'm speaking to, because usually it's just something that they really need to know, or they just need to 
know that everybody's okay on the other side. And I don't mind helping people feel better about it, I guess. That's awesome. I, I just like it. I have chills right now in my body because, um, we experienced a loss of a dear friend of ours to suicide a handful of years ago. And it was pretty traumatic for us in that moment. A lot of different things going on in my very first session that I had with you, he came through and he was standing in the back of, at least from what I can remember, like you describing, um, and said, everything's okay. And he actually came there so that he could be closer to his daughter. And that was a major moment in my life of healing. So I like, if this resonates with anyone that's listening, please reach out to Amy. It's going to be, um, you know, in the show notes and that kind of thing for sure, for you to be able to get, get them linked into your team of people that help and support you. And if you already are working with someone or that type of thing, like it's just such profound healing and medicine, right. That we can provide, I think for us and for them, right. Like for the evolution of this life. I used to think it was, I didn't like when people cry. And so it was really a hard thing because every time I would end up talking to somebody, they would start crying. I'm like, Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, and they're like, no, no, tell me more. And I'm like, Oh, I don't <laughs> like crying was like a trigger for me almost. And so I had to get over that really quickly. Yeah. So now people can definitely cry <laughs> if they talk to me, I'm fine with it. Um, yeah. But, um, and, and that's sort of like, um, like going to the gym or working out or, or anything, right. That is a new routine or pattern that we're putting into ourselves of getting used to holding space for other people. And personally, that's why one of the reasons I love clarity and clarity tools so much is learning how to hold our fields. Right. So others can just process their energy and emotions and yeah, not, and I love clarity. Clarity has helped me so much just with everything from our business to, just personal life too. Got to stay higher. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) So, so walk me through, um, a bit of your journey, if you wouldn't mind, I really, I feel like there's probably a lot of people on the planet who are, um, hearing and seeing and sensing things themselves Mm -hmm. and, or very curious about it. Um, I have a dear friend as well, uh, who is, a father to a bunch of girls. I can't remember if it's four or five, please forgive me. Um, And one, if not all of them were experiencing connection with the other side as kids and him and his wife were able to hold space for them and hear like what they were processing or what they saw. And so I feel like we come through into this world with like very strong connections and experiencing all kinds of things. And then that sort of potentially tapers away due to the way we live here or maybe not. So I don't know. I'm super curious. What, what was your journey and and what did that look like and feel like for you? Um, As far as kids go, um, they are very intuitive. They have more intuitive than a lot of people. And if the parents actually um, are okay with them, keeping that gift and seeing that gift through, um, which I have quite a few clients that are children. Um, and I do work with them and try to help them not be scared of it, be more, um, empowered by it. I tell them it's their superhero, like their power and, uh, end up talking to them and they end up turning out really good kids. So I'm, (laughs) it's not, 
it's not something to take away from them. I mean, I, you can't see them. And so they're not real. And that's just society talking all the time. As far as my story goes, I mean, it started, I was a drug addict um, and alcoholic for a long time since from 12 to 21. Um, I've been clean for 28 years. But uh, when I was getting clean, I was having a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiousness, I was having a big panic attacks, I couldn't like calm down. But also, I didn't have much faith. I was, I think you heard before, I'm married to a woman, so I am gay. So every time I go into a church or try to get some sort of faith, um, I felt rejected or like, that's just not for me. Um, So I just started not believing in anything. I didn't have any true faith. When my anxiety started happening really bad was probably like year eight of me being clean and I was going to the hospital a lot they actually it was like cheers every time I'd come in they're like hey Amy <laughs> like man you're not supposed to know my name <laughs> like <laughs> I'm here too often you know but this time I'm really dying um my anxiety is really you know my I feel like I'm having a, a heart attack and they're like no it's just a panic attack again so um the doctor there actually was very kind and he said that I needed to go to a, a psychologist that could actually give me some medication and so I got the medication, decided to take the medication, right? <laughs> like I was supposed to, because I was a drug addict. So I was extremely cautious of what meds I was taking and things. Since it came from a doctor, I didn't really look it up. I didn't really pay attention. I was just to stop that anxiety and those panic attacks. Uh, one night I took the pills just like I was supposed to. Um, one, it was a very high intense, um, antidepressant. The other one was a anxiety medication, but it was a high dosage. I was supposed to take the, like the depression pill like every day. And I did. And then I was supposed to take the anxiety pill. If I had a panic attack, he said, take it. If, um, I was having the panic attack and then wait like a half hour. And if I didn't take another I should be good, but I wouldn't be able to go to work in the morning. So I was having a really bad panic attack. I laid down for a little bit. I woke up and I was still having that panic attack. And so I took another pill. I called my work, told him I wouldn't be in. And next thing I know, I wake up um, in a hospital room. Hmm. From what I understand, my roommate at the time had, she called her mom. Her mom came over. I was unresponsive. She panicked called my mom and dad. My mom and dad came over, panicked, <laughs> threw me in the car and out. I did say, why didn't you call 911? You know, what's going on? But my dad said that like I had stopped breathing completely. And so we think that I was probably passed away for at least 20 minutes, but they have me at the hospital at nine minutes. So I was dead on arrival when I get there. And then they used the paddles to bring me back but I woke up two days later and when I woke up in the hospital I knew I was in a hospital room and I saw two older people I'd never seen before Um, and the old man kind of looked me up and down and then he waved his hand and so I waved my hand and I didn't even know my mom was sitting next to me and she's freaking out that I'm awake because they said I probably wouldn't wake up she started freaking out. So I looked at her and when I turned back around, the people were gone. So my first, like what I said to my mom was, 
so what kind of drugs am I on? <laughs> because I did drugs for a long time and that was pretty cool. Like that was like intense. Um, I started seeing what I know of now as spirits. I can see them full body apparitions. They can obviously talk to me, but they also use all my senses from feelings to my taste, smell, hearing. They give me little pictures in my head or movies in my head sometimes. Um, now that I've been doing it so long, it's like second nature. But when I was going through it, I really did think I was going crazy there for a while until I had a friend. I went to her party and her grandmother sat next to me at, on the couch and I wasn't drinking or anything at the time. And she was talking to me about her dog and she was really upset about her dog. And like her dog was supposed to be there. And I thought she was just like upset about this. <laughs> it's like, where's the dog? So I went to the lady's house. I went to the lady and I said, yeah, your grandma's sitting on the couch and talking to me about her dog. Can I just get her dog for her? Like, where's her dog? And she goes, where's my grandma? I said, she's sitting on the couch right there. I can see her. Like, she just wants her dog. And my friend was like, uh, Amy, my, my grandma's been dead for like eight years. And I did have her dog, but it passed away. And could, could you just tell her dog's in heaven, I guess? And I was like, what do you mean? She's, she's sitting right there. Like, don't mess with me right now. And she's like, no, she's not there. Nobody's there. And so then, then I knew at that point, oh my gosh, this is spirit. And I really have to figure out how to like, control it because it was starting to like take over my life almost like it was constant. I learned how to clear my house and how to make my house a sanctuary. And that's where I'll, what me and my wife started doing at first was I would go clear houses and things for people. And then I started doing the mediumship work. And so now I have like, I don't know, a little over, probably a little over 300 clients all over the world. And I just talked to them for an hour and a half, <laughs> tell them what their guides or ancestors or whoever's saying. Usually it helps people. So I'm, I'm happy to help. Yeah. Oh, it's such an incredible way to help the, um, so how old are you when you woke up in the hospital and, and saw the first or two people? Um, I was right around 27, 28. Interesting. And now I'm almost 50. Thanks. You just busted me out of the 50 closet. Well, <laughs> in February, I'll be 50. <laughs> you did it. I'm not doing anything with it right? here. I'm asking about when you saw yeah. these people for the first time. <laughs> It's all right. I don't mind. <laughs> oh, I love it. I've been doing it for a minute. <laughs> I love it. Oh. And so when, when you're seeing them, is it in full color and like they're in the physical form in clothes and all, I mean, if you saw her grandma and thought she was sitting next to you, then. Yeah. So it's different for P uh, for spirits. Uh, there's two different realms that I know. There's a lot of different realms, um, but if they've they're staying in purgatory and they don't go to the light that's that's when they still have anxiety and everything and they like it starts to build up in them and so i like to try to tell them to go to the light anybody can go to the light which i was really happy to hear when you know i'm a gay kid that didn't really think i was going to heaven so i found out that i am going to heaven that's great i'm mm -hmm. have more faith now for sure so mm -hmm. um that's good 
also if they don't go to the light they get they can still feel all the same things um that we felt here on earth and that can really make them upset sometimes and so they do silly things like move things around or you know get angry or throw you around like try to push you or something so I always try to tell them like look you can go to the light it's going to be fine like they're not going to just push a button and you're going to go to hell like there's something there so go there (laughs) Um, if they've gone to the light they do kind of have like this little light behind them from what I see I see full figures I do know of a couple other mediums that see full figures like me in color and but they try to show me their best day if they've been to the light they'll show me their best day that I think is really cool because if somebody dies, you know, when they're 80 or something, they'll come back to me, like when they're 20 Ah. and like they're cool at their best outfit or whatever. It's, I call it the glamour shot because it's like, it's like, and I'm old. So the glamour shots were like, they were like really extravagant. So Uh it's their glamour shot outfit. They're always out, you know, and so I'll ask them, like, did you die later or what? Because I have to ask because they don't show me that situation. Unless they haven't gone to the light yet, then I see, you know, pretty much when they passed away. So so in some of our conversations, I feel like you've said that they're they're older. I think you've used that word. So would that be them telling you that then? Or is that um, like where what would you be picking up on from that? Yeah, they'll tell me that they died when they were light, like in their eighties or whatever, they'll say I'm, I was older when I passed. Um, I already had my family, kids had moved out. Like they'll tell me everything. It's weird because they don't get to talk to people very often. So when they do talk to me, sometimes they talk a little too fast and I'm like, Hey, slow down, man. Like we'll get there. You just have to like, just slow it down, you know? And, but they get so excited when they can talk to their you know, there are people that are still alive and they're like, I've been trying to tell her to sell that house, you know, or something. (laughs) Okay. I'll tell her. So they definitely want to help people and they don't know how. So, um, they'll push us in the right directions too. If you're intuitive enough, you're going to feel it. You're going to know, Oh, my grandpa's here with me and he wants me to go to the right. You know, I don't know why, but I got to, sometimes we just get an idea that's not our idea. I tell people that a lot. There's something, some things that there's no way I would have ever thought of that. That's definitely somebody trying to tell you something. So you should listen. Yeah. They, they will show me how old they are sometimes, <laughs> but most of the time it's their glamour shot. That's so fun. So, so you're connecting with people that maybe would stuck be a correct term or is that not really appropriate? Yeah, kind of. I mean, they're just, most of the time they're waiting for somebody and I'm like, don't wait for them. Like Uh, you need to be able to help them cross over also. So you need to go so you can come back and help them. Now people from the light, people say like, they get really scared that if I go into the light, I'm never going to be able to come back and I want to be there. And they have to understand that they can actually come back and help. And so there are lit creatures, there's darker creatures, there's all kinds of things, but you just have to know how, um, how to bubble up is what I call it, but it's just surrounding yourself with a big ball of energy and then being able to push that energy out. Um, nothing dark can live in the light. 
So if you push that big ball of light out, only light can come in mm. into that like area. So that's what I pretty much teach people how to do. When I was trying to, <laughs> when I was, when I was first happening to me, I didn't want it to happen anymore. So I was watching like every scary movie in town, like <laughs> trying to figure out like how to stop the situation. I will tell you now that garlic does not work. Uh, I wore it for a week when I got home. I just stunk really bad and um, they still kept coming around. So that doesn't work. Um, but we do have like ways, ways that I have found that it won't stop the light ones from coming in, but it does slow the darker ones from coming into your space. So it does make your house like, I guess, just easier to live in. Hi friend, I cannot thank you enough for listening. We're gonna take a couple second commercial break as I introduce one of my very first courses. Hope you're having an amazing day and look forward to meeting you really soon. Are you ready to shift your mindset? The world has been experiencing so much more anxiety and fear than normal the past few years. Can you feel it? If you're ready to step into your gifts, release fear, build more trust, more joy, and manifest the life you've been desiring, then join me for the free mini course Untangled that I created just for you. I'm so excited to learn more about what you desire and help you live a life that's more aligned with your heart. I can't wait for you to get started. People come over here and they're just like, oh, it's so nice. It's like, I can't believe like these feelings are going to get, it's just so comfortable to be in your house. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. But it's because of what we have around and you can put stuff around your house and people just think it's tchotchke, but really it's doing a whole lot of good. I mean, I'm, I see a, like a Buddha behind you, mm-hmm. just a Buddha statue. If you have things like that, it all holds energy. Everything you have holds energy. So you want to make sure that it's like something lit in your life, you know, that needs to come in your house. You don't want to put stuff that's negative or anything like that into your house because it's going to bring negative energy. So those were, so what, what did work or, or what seems to work the most for you to calm them down or for you to create space for yourself? Sure. I found that Sage works really good to clear it out. The only thing is I was doing it with my windows and doors closed and nothing was really, it was weird. It was like, and it just smelled like pot and pizza and I wasn't happy about my life. So when you open the doors and windows, it's kind of like Mr. Mr. Clean, it'll all go out and it takes all that negative stuff out with it. It's, it's like a cleansing. So you want to get it out. Um, as soon as it stops smelling pot and pizza in your house, you close all the windows and then I do incense. And while I'm doing the incense, I always say like positive things I want to come into my house. Like I want love. I want abundance. I want peace, those types of things. Our guides hear all of that and they they really, really like it when you're talking to them and you're asking for their help. Always have pictures of loved ones out. Mm-hmm. Um, I put pictures of loved ones all over my house. People think I just like pictures of my family, <laughs> but I have more pictures of passed away family than I do family that's still alive with me. And it's because they I want them to come and help me out. You know, and if you're constantly seeing those pictures and you're looking at those pictures, it 
puts out that energy that you want them around you. And so then they'll come around more often, you know, and so they love to be talked to. They love to be asked to do things. I mean, I would be bored if I was ghost all the time. <laughs> I didn't, nobody was talking to me and I was just sitting around their house. I wouldn't want to stay there, you know? So I always try to make it as comfortable as possible for everybody and every being that comes into my house, I guess. Oh, that's awesome. So fun. You had shared um, when we spoke last that you have a, a story or two about going in and doing a, a house, working on a house and having a situation happen. Yeah, I, I have pretty spooky situations that happen. I wish the camera would have followed me around so I could show people like what's going on. But um, one time I was, it was a pretty dark situation. This, they kept having things moving in their house and it wasn't nice and they could feel like this really negative energy. I did find out what it was and had to get rid of that. So that was a little bit sketchy because it, um, it did end up pushing me a couple times. And the lady that actually I was clearing her house, she ended up getting hurt too, just because they were getting angry. I had to find ways to do that a little bit better. So I did try to train a couple of my friends <laughs> one time and we were clearing a, it used to be a bank, but it was turning into a hair salon. This is in Denver um, when I lived in Denver. And the lady was having a real hard time with like construction and everything. She couldn't figure it out. And she heard that if somebody comes and clears her space, she could get just better energy in there. Well, we went in there and um, the two that I was training, I told them, stay right by me. Don't move. Don't go anywhere else. Just stay right by me because I can hear something down in the basement. We need to clear it out, but I need you to stay by me because I don't, I can't see it yet. And they were both like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. One of them did stay right by me. The other one went completely the other direction. And I'm like looking around and I'm doing my thing. So I'm focused. And all of a sudden the lights start flicker. These, they're like fire lights. So they're lights that come on when other lights go off. The ones that were, did have power to them um, were just flickering back and forth. And the, the fire lights just kept going like they were just bright lights. And I was like, man, this is crazy. Like what is happening? And then I noticed my friend was gone and I hear her scream and something had closed the door and she was like trapped in this little door area. And so I was like, that's it. Just stop. And, and so everybody kind of stopped. And then I pushed whatever I pushed the man that I saw, um, the spirit that I was seeing, he was looking for his money, but nobody had his money. It was no longer a bank. So I pushed him away. And all of a sudden those lights, the bright, bright lights went off and the other lights just were normal again. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And I went and found my friend because I was worried about her <laughs> because I heard slamming and she's like, it was so crazy. The door slammed and then the chair moved on its own. <laughs> I was like, all right, I told you to stay with me. Well, the lady who owned the building was at the top of the stairs freaking out the whole time because these lights were going on and she had come down the stairs at one point and then looked at the lights, screamed bloody murder and ran back upstairs and I couldn't figure out what was going on. She said, there's no power to those lights. <laughs> like, 
we haven't got the power. They were still in construction. So those lights literally had no power to them at all. They were just light bulbs. And she's like, there's no way this could have turned on. And I was like, okay, y'all just, you're getting crazy. You got, we just got to take it down, you know, and I'm trying to get everybody back to normal. And we finally cleared the place. Yeah, that, that was pretty, that was fun. And it was fun because my friends were there too. But it got a little sketchy. I think. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so when you're working with those spirits, what what are you telling them or how are you helping them to sort of clear as in like they're not going to come maybe or is there a delayed response in them coming back to that space? Or is it most likely that they're, they've received something because of your communication that helped them? So I'm going to be honest. I don't know what happens when I push them. I know that they never come back. Hmm. I know that I can't hear them anymore and I can't see them anymore. I do know that they don't ever come back into that space again. So I know it works. That's, that's why I do it. I do try to explain to them prior, like that guy, he hadn't been to the light. And so I was like, I know you're really angry, but you need to calm down. Like, I'm not here to steal your money. And if you have any money in here, I need to know where it is because you can't use it anymore. (laughs) Give it to the lady that owns this place, you know, but I try to calm them down. And if they can't calm down and they become almost belligerent where I feel scared or I feel nervous, I don't really get scared anymore, but I definitely get nervous sometimes. I'll just push them. And I, I warn them before I do it. I'm sorry, but you're never going to be able to come back here if I do this. So you need to calm down. Some of them will calm down and some of them will be fine afterwards, but there's no reason to keep something that negative in a space that wants to be positive. As soon as we got rid of all of those, we got rid of him and then cleared the, the place. She blew up and now she's doing great from what I understand. And she has best clientele ever. So I know it works. I just, to be honest with you, I don't know where I push them. And I kind of feel bad after I do it because I don't know if they get better or whatever. It's just, it's something to protect yourself with. I'm glad I learned how to do it um, from another friend of mine. It's kept me healthy, I guess, (laughs) since I don't have anybody hurt me or anything like that. Yeah, that's beautiful. So are they around you all the time? Are, are you are, like everywhere always? What, what is it like going yeah. out in a public? <laughs> I try not to. My wife really likes to go to concerts, really likes to go to do festivals and things. I'm like, oh, all right, we'll go do it. But it is, it does get wearing and she can tell, you know, when I've had enough. Most people carry like five spirits with them, if not more. So if I'm in a room of 10 people, you know, I'm actually, there's a lot more there. than party, big party happening. So, and they all want to talk to me. So I try not to look them in the eye or anything and like get their attention, but sometimes it doesn't happen, but yeah, they're with me all the time. They really like to be with me when I'm the calmest. So like right before I go to sleep or unfortunately, if I'm in the bathroom, that's when we're the calmest. I'll be in a shower and here's five people just walking in, you know, it's not the best of uh, things to happen to you, but you get used to it. 
It's like a mama of a bunch of little kids, right? All, all the kiddos in there hanging out with you. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's, it's neat that you say that because I, I really feel like I get some of my best downloads in the shower. So I love being able to have that conversation and hear that because it's definitely a place of peace and quiet for sure. Right. So. Yeah. Meditation. Um, you can get real good downloads in meditation usually. Um, yeah. That's I love it. So <laughs> I love it now. I, I did not love it before. <laughs> when I, when I first, first started birds and bees teas, there was a woman named Ethel green. She still is around, but, um, is somebody that I was introduced to through my clarity coach, Diane at the time. And okay. I, there is this constant, like, Diane, every time I talked to her, she's like, there's this woman, Ethel, there's this woman, Ethel. And, and then Ethel had this workshop called partnering the universe. And it was, she's like, you get to create what you want it to be focused on for your business, but basically it's marketing. And it was all energy work of like, how do we partner with the universe to start this company, start this business, do whatever. Right. So I had her come into birds and BST's physical space cleanse and clear all of it and then infuse it with vitamins and minerals and all kinds of stuff that I was beyond me at that time. And it was such an amazing space to walk into and such a sanctuary and similar, right? People would walk in there and be comfortable and just like you're explaining for your, for your house. But um, so when I was led to having the conversation with you, one of the first ways that I believe you asked for me to start, which is very interesting because this was in the shower. So here we are talking about showers, <laughs> but I was getting ready that morning and you're like, well, ask, ask them or ask whomever like to give you a sign or have a conversation with them or something like that. And I have always had this very interesting desire to want to know who my great, my grandpa was on my dad's side. So he passed away a month before I was born and my grandma, I was pretty darn close to, and she was feisty as heck, like raised four boys and just feisty. And so her and I had this feisty energy that we had so much fun. She was a widow. She lived on her own. And I spent a lot of time with her and I was, I was small enough at the time to, she was four eleven, tiny. Um, and I, I was able to like wear her wedding dress. And she was one of those grandmas that let me right there. There's no rules at her house. Really? I mean, I, there had to have been, but I painted this picture that there weren't and because of <laughs> maybe our relationship that I had with her. Uh-huh. And, um, I have like, I found the courage one day to ask her if I could have the wedding ring that he gave her or that she wore, which is like, not something that I feel is appropriate or really comfortable to ask somebody that hasn't passed away. Like, can I have something of yours, especially something that you wear? Um, And she wore the engagement ring, but she never wore the wedding band. And one day she gave me both of them. And so I got them soldered together and it just was like, there's just all of these things that kept having me like want to know who in the heck my grandpa was. Plus an amazing picture that I paint of how different our family would be and how much more love and light there could have been potentially with, with him still being in the physical. So I share all of this to go back to our conversation of that day, which was, I connected with him in the shower that morning and was like, grandpa Larry, if, 
if you knew me at all, or if there's any way that we knew one another, like, I was like, I know, you know, me, cause there's a part of me that trusts that as like, but mm-hmm. if you can hear me or if there's something that you can sense or some sense of whatever, like, I would love to be able to connect with you. And, uh, that was a gift that you gave me that day was that he was the first spirit that came through or one of the louder ones. I think my grandma as well was that grandma in particular was pretty feisty that day, but, and I'm sure she has regularly, but it was, it was just such a gift, one gift after another. And I was so lit up and so grateful for that time and moment and, and all of the times that I've had with you. But, um, he told us that day that my brother was one up for like a promotion or the next step in his, um, his job and financial advising, that kind of thing. And, and so I just listened to my brother have conversations and, or maybe I'd already heard him say, like, I'm being um, approached by a handful of these other companies that say they could give me more, but I don't know if I really want to do that type of thing. And so I had had conversations with him about that. It was very interesting and intriguing to me. But the one other thing that Grandpa Larry said that day was that Brandon was trying to sell his house and that there's weeds on the, I can't remember, south side of the house or something like that. And if he goes out and picks the weeds, then the house is going to sell. And so my brother ends up calling me like right after you and I have this conversation, right? We hang up. I'm like, do I have the guts to tell him, like, yeah, right. <laughs> Grandpa Larry just said this, like, it's not me, but I don't know. And so that was one fun, magical moment I got to experience with my brother of like, okay, I'm going to be really, I'm going to stretch myself here, trust. And if it gets shut down, which a lot of things that I've, you know, yeah. said, done, whatever have, and that's okay as well. I learned how to navigate that too, but that day it was so fun because he went out sure enough picked weeds and I can't remember if it was the next day or what that the household and so <laughs> that's a really amazing fun journey and story and I didn't look before we got on but I look forward to going back through some of the notes and maybe re-watching one of the videos that you and I had when you get to work with Amy you get I think are you still doing zoom yeah. recordings mm-hmm. which is awesome yeah, because there's zoom. so much that comes through right yeah, and we record all of them, and then you get a recording of it. It's a lot of the time people get stuck on one thing that I say, and then they don't hear the other stuff. And so it's always nice to have that recording to go back on and go, oh, she also wanted me to do that, or, you know, they wanted me to do this. And so I need to really get involved. <laughs> and so it helps people. Um, that way they don't have to take notes when, um, when we're working together and stuff, too. So it's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. The gifts that you've given us have been tremendous. And I know Kathy and I get to work with you together. And so that's too, like, would you, how would you recommend for, um, or what does it look like for a couple of people to work with you at one, at one time? I've done group sessions where I've had like 15, 25 people. And I, I felt bad afterwards because I didn't get to some of the people and I know that they really have people with them and they need to be told stuff. And then I feel really bad that I can't like tell them. So I tell Michelle all the time, like, I don't want to do anything more than like uh, two or three. Um, but I have had uh, families uh, where they have like five or six um, where they just lost somebody really special to them and they all have questions. And it usually takes a little bit longer of a session, but 
I don't mind doing stuff like that. I do have um, some stuff on our website, like how to clear your house, how I do it, um, those types of things. The humanwifi.com. Perfect. Um, and then like uh, you were talking about energy work and things like that. My wife does Reiki and I was never, I thought that stuff was all boogity when I first started doing all this. Like that's boogity. I don't want to be a part of that. But um, when we lived in New Zealand, it was really impressive to me that they had a uh, Reiki people come and Reiki the horses at the school that I was working at. Cause these horses were working with kids with trauma and that's, that's what we do um, here at our farm. But it was amazing to me that they had Reiki people. I, I saw her there and I was like, what are you doing to that horse? You know? And she's like, Oh no, I'm the Reiki um, energy worker. And I do it like three times a month, you know, for these horses. And I was like, that's really cool. And so that's how I ended up looking at Reiki in a whole nother way. In the United States, we have a hard time with like mediums, anything boogity, energy work, trying to make ourselves feel better. But then we have all these books about how to make ourselves feel better. And people are willing to do it as long as it's not a little creepy. But I'm going to tell you right now that creepy stuff works. I, I got off all my medication. I've I found that vacuuming is like my meditation. It's a little weird, but um, you got to find something that's that's good for you and keeps you lit and keeps you above the line. Because if you can't find those things, you're never going to find out what you're here for or how you're supposed to help out in this world. I really hope people find that path and that light in their life. So that's pretty much all I'm here for is to try to get people to listen to their path, I guess. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's been on my heart for a while to do a call that would be starting the podcast, doing the podcast, and then actually having a group of people that are on zoom with us yeah. watching and then asking questions afterwards sort of like having them do a journal prompt and then asking questions afterwards. So, um, sit with it for a minute, see if you, if that might be interesting for you to do and, and come back and join us. Cause that could be really fun. And if anybody's interested, this part makes it on the podcast, um, reach out to us and send an email at manifesting at gmail, um, or through DM, that kind of thing to let us know that you're interested, uh, and, and we'll follow that energy and see if we can help support more spirits. Yeah, I would love to help out. And that's fine if people have questions. It never bothers me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Cool. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you for putting up with those amazing <laughs> and challenging spirits. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to, to mine and in helping guide me in, in this journey. I really, really appreciate it. And everyone, we will um, see you next week. I can't thank you enough for listening to all of our podcasts as we're climbing and climbing and more and more people are listening. It's really fulfilling my heart in such a huge and amazing way. Thank you, Amy. No problem. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm glad I could be your spooky. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.